Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 1, Episode 14, Gender Bender. You guys ready for Gender Bender? Ready for this shit? (laughs) I'm ready. You ready for those one stars? Because somehow they're going to come. Boy, this is a... This is quite an episode of television. You know, here's what I will say in all seriousness. Gender Bender is like the second time that I've been, and I use this term very carefully, dick-teased regarding this is going to be a vampire episode, right? (laughs) This is definitely a vampire episode. Just like, you know, the dead guy with the holes in his neck. I'm like, oh, sex club, feeding on the guy. Clearly. A vampire episode, the right? The word kindred being the, used? The word kindred. How dare you, Chris Carter? Uh, he must know about the world of darkness, right? He must. He must. It was on fucking television for five minutes. Uh, by then? By now? Or mm, Might have been after. Yeah. Yeah. Man, gender bender. Gender Bender. There's a Dean, lot going on. 1996, Kindred the Embrace. Dude, I gotta just ask you right off the bat. Go. You, you expressed a, I'm gonna say shocking amount of excitement Absolutely. about this episode. 100%. <laughs> when we wrapped up our last recording, which was Fire, which mm-hmm. was two episodes ago, if you're following live in the live uh, stream of things, because Beyond the Sea mm-hmm. was recorded previously, you were... You were pretty stoked. I couldn't about gender wait. Bender. Oh, I couldn't wait. Tell me why. Like, tell me why of okay. of all the episodes of season one, why this was like. Can so I answer up in a your question mind? with a question? Sure, Socrates. Go. Did you just watch this episode? <laughs> I, I certainly did. <laughs> then you have your answer. <laughs> Light is all about you, my friend. It is flame you seek. <laughs> well, here's what I'm asking. Like, was it? Did you just randomly happen to have seen this more recently than some other nope, episodes? No, it just always stood out to me. Really? Yep. It stood out to me because it's so fucked up. <laughs> hey, real quick, not that good from a narrative standpoint. But I'm going to say this. I like it technically. That might be a little up my own ass, and I apologize. Get up yeah. there. But... I think there's a lot of technical things going on in this episode that I really noticed on a, on a rewatch. And I've seen this episode multiple times. Um, and I think it's Rob Bowman's... I uh, I think it's Rob Bowman's eye that makes this episode stand out to me. It's Rob Bowman's premiere on Aha, The X-Files. I did not know that. That's a yeah. weird stuff. The well, first of 33 or 34. I know we did a lot of them. I didn't know it was his first. But that explains it then because he was trying to make an impression. Because there is something about this episode that's positive, and I'm going to give you that right up front. And then we can talk about the fucked up narrative. But the positive of Gender Bender is the technical aspects that Rob Bowman put forth, such as tension. I think he does shots you've just never seen before in the show. He, I mean, the, there's moments where he's filming the Kindred's homes. He's He does these really cool shots of Mulder going into the barn, this top-down swivel as he's opening the doors. He adds a lot of cool tension-building 
camera work into this particular episode. And I just thought technically it felt cinematic to me versus a medium shot. Once in a while you get a good shot. Like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Beyond the Sea is a great episode. It's not very cinematic though. It's a much better episode than Genderbender, to be fair. But Genderbender has something that was new to me in X-Files, which is this real nice cinematography. You're and right. I, it, it, I picked up on it. You know, I thought about Fallen Angel, and I was like, it could have benefited from Rob Bowman, right? That's it's, a great fucking point. Right? It could have benefited from his vision. Now, the narrative is a little weak. And look, I know it's... Did Chris Carter write this? I think he did. I believe he wrote it. Yes. Right. Me... So I have it in front of me. Yep, he did. Yep. Yep. And with Larry Barber, who's like a frequent frequent flyer. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I liked about it. I have a sick fascination. I I, I have a sick fascination with this whole idea of these weird people that have unexplained powers. They're they're the idea of this cult, it, it's a cult to me, which is another thing I liked about it. And um, I kind of dug the final shot of the episode too, which was them wandering into a field and it's that, a helicopter shot, or it's probably a crane shot to be fair. And they're looking around with their guns out. The only thing I would have changed is I would have had executive producer come up over the image and then went to black. As opposed to many episodes Just we've seen up to this point, to black. Yeah. which is like with a with a follow up, you know, Scully yep. monologuing over a, a report she's writing. You, you, dude, you totally nailed it. And it, I guess part of it is in was in my mind too of just like how visually different it was, how the perspective was different. But it's creepy. Y- he makes you, it feel creepy. He makes it feel creepy, but man, it is shot so differently than. Mm-hmm. Every other episode we've seen up to this point, and it's not better than every other episode we've seen up to this point. No, narratively speaking, I just think there was a technical thing here that a hundred percent, which really makes me wonder of like what you said, like Fallen Angel, an episode like that, where like oh, there's some things we love, but there's some really goofy shit. And man, if you put this touch on it, how different could that have been? And something I thought immediately after watching this was. You know, coming around off the heels of fire, and some of the things we had to say about fire was, you know, th- there's no nuance to fire. There's no nuance to sure. the bad guy, to the X file, to the a lot of the characters. Obviously, especially that fucking <laughs> what the hell her name is, Phoebe Green. Um, yeah, and there, there's just there's nothing to be. There's no flourish. There's no reveal. There's nothing. And here, it's a lot of that. It's mm-hmm. a. It's. I mean, think of what we see of our quote unquote antagonist. You know, we we never. The only time we get his perspective is literally in these kind of like creepy club shots with these close sure. up on the eyes, and it's it's so much more obscures the the threat. You know, versus fire is just like. Oh, here's a guy that controls fire. Right. There's no there's no nuance to that. It's like it's cool. It's an interesting concept. Like yeah, here's he, a guy can start a fire. And and here we have like a well, what is going on? Like this weird mm-hmm. club scene, these close shot, these eyes and and this this sensuality and like all these things that we haven't seen before and you know, it's funny to say like it's it's 
all these things that we're complimenting about this episode, which neither of us off the bat are going to say is a great episode. No, maybe not even a good episode. Like, uh, uh, well, maybe not even a good narrative, a good, um, I, I get what you're saying. I you know what, what I mean? Saying. But yep. like you layer all these things that you can say about this episode to love versus fire, which it's kind of the opposite. Like there's a lot of things. If you strip it down, we're like, Oh, I like a lot of the concepts. It's just, poorly executed here you kind of have like a a somewhat mediocre to good concept with some really interesting things maybe thrown in there Mm -hmm. and they execute it technically as you said up your own ass i heard yeah that's where i was so fucking well yeah how cool is that it's cool you know i think when i think about gender bender i think about this idea of i mean we know the moral we know the the, the social landscape of the time was that AIDS was doing work. And I mean that in a bad way. So there's a lot of panic around sex with strangers and sex in general. And, and panic was gripping the nation at this time, you know. In 1990, I was in ninth grade. And, you know, it, it might have been the year before that when it was, or, or two years before that when it was the Ryan White kid who was this young boy that got AIDS because of a transfusion and it sent panic ripping through the streets and AIDS and comedians were making jokes about AIDS that made no sense. Like, Oh, you, I mean, it was, and then, uh, magic Johnson came out and people were like, Holy fuck. What the fuck? And, and it was, when I tell you AIDS was when I was in high school, man, like people would like when we were kids, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, we like, People call people like AIDS face when they had like zits and shit. Like it was like in the zeitgeist and yeah. it was scary. And this episode I think is really triggering that. And, and, and it's not subtle. I mean, even Scully is like, you had sex with a stranger? Oh my God. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that they're, they're kind of moralizing there. But you, the point is that was the landscape of the time and all that shit aside, you know, I, I think you, I think what, what maybe I mean, there's quite a few things, but something jumping out to mind now as I'm thinking is that there's this idea of this really interesting isolated cult where somebody's gone rogue and they're doing weird things. And then you have this other thing, which is this sex and sexuality and sensuality. And the byproduct of that is them dying. So like there's narratives in it that don't make sense. So I think, I think the episode is better if you take that monologuing that she's doing over the dead guy at the end and you and you frame this whole episode like they're totally they're totally celibate, they're totally totally this, totally that, or they're pretending to be, but these aliens, like I understand, you know, I you can get into gender issues and all that stuff with this, but I think at the end of the day, if an alien's like, I wanna sample both species and experience this pleasure, which is this monologue she kind of does, I understand going to a club night after night. I'm going to go as a guy. I'm going to go as a girl. I'm going to go as a guy. I'm going to go as a girl. I'm going to go as a guy. I'm going to go as a girl, right? If you want to, if you want to, if you want to enjoy the entire human experience, take, 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 take heterosexuality and homosexuality out of the equation and just go and be a fucking woman and go bonkers and fuck guys and girls for three months and then go bonkers as a guy and fuck guys and girls for three months. I could see an alien if you, uh, it's a stretch, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a stretch, Johnson. It's a John Claude Van Damme stretch. <laughs> but like, I understand the idea of maybe changing your gender to do that. If you were a rogue from a weird alien species that wanted to experience that stuff, the trick is is how do you make that work for TV and it not be goofy? 
Yeah, which is a fucking bold move to do in the first place. Right. That's you ballsy, know, man. And and it's funny because, you know, you uh if you like I just Google I'm sorry, you you web search X Files Gender Bender season one, episode fourteen, whatever you type in there, and the results you get back and you're hit with this flurry of like X Files, like, you know, most offensive episodes or like episodes that most miss the mark and it's flooded with these things and you're like you know i don't know i don't want to go off on that fucking tangent because you and i could do an entire different podcast feed about that we'll we'll touch on it a little but i but yeah we don't need to go way off but i mean i think just ultimately like you gotta look at things in the time they're done and i think the the thing that is most like a, a a thumbprint of its time is like you said the the casual sex, the AIDS, the that whole part of it. Right. And the gender thing to me, you know, this is, uh, unlike you, this is not a episode that that really rang a bell for me. And I, mm-hmm. I will give you credit for that, of like having that memory of like the impression cinematically and technically this episode made for you did not strike me my last watch through. Because maybe just like it's such a comfortable, you know, bed for me x-files uh, to I get sleep it. in <laughs> yep, um, I get it. that this was just an episode where like narratively i just wasn't like super interested in whatever so i didn't have like really fresh memories even though i i've seen this episode within the last couple of years because i've i've done an entire rewatch within the last two years i think um and i'm like hey, i remember the gist of it the amish thing and like yeah there was this the killer that can change genders and like seeing all these articles that came up as a result, and I'm like, oh well, fuck, like, oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna walk into some like potentially There's controversial minefields. ground. There's minefields here, but but well, it's if we're way, honest, we're honest. I mean, what are we gonna do? You know? Yeah, and it's way honestly to me, it was <clears throat> way less of a minefield than I thought because it's just kind of like exactly what you th- what you said. Like the perspective that the episode is written from is not this like. Yeah, like here's this weird fucking thing that changes genders because it's a monster and it kills people. It's like, it's like a no. Here's this weird unknown group, and they kind of have this intrinsic ability, and then one of them happens to be a rogue. Be a rogue, right? And it's not yep. to me. It's not. And you know, it's <clears throat> funny when you when you started talking about you know uh, an alien that's. Uh, wants to inhabit a female skin and, you know, fuck dudes and girls and then uh, inhabit a male skin. You know what I started to think about, which I never thought about when I watched this episode, is a book that had an impact on me and had a huge impact on my dad. My dad's, one of my dad's favorite sci-fi books called Stranger in a Strange Land. Ah, Heinlein, yeah. Which is a very, very interesting convoluted book, but um, the way you described that perspective of it you know, that alien just kind of experiencing things in, in that skin and, you know, without the, the, all, without all the bullshit that's wrapped up in the, like the human societal experience. Sure. Um, I was like, wow, fuck man. That's like, that's like stranger, strange land shit. That's very yeah. interesting. And I never, I never approached this episode from that perspective, but I think that's a really neat way to think about it. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was me kind of reaching too, but but it but it makes sense. Now I, I do want to address the um I do want to talk a little bit about the gender thing just for a minute here. 
And I'm going to try to be as honest as possible. And that's this. I think if you go looking for things, you can be offended by many things if you go looking for them, right? Yeah, people do. And, and they do. And I think we all do a little bit. I think we all kind of do it with our own little protected thing, right? And, and I think, and here's what I think. If you don't name this episode Gender Bender, and I'm being totally honest here, and, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, and if you're somebody who's really out on this episode and you think there is, there is some phobia and in, in some, in, I don't know what the word is, but, but hatred towards, if you think there's veiled hatred in this episode towards, towards the idea of, of transgendered people, I'd like to hear why after I explain this. And, and, I, and just be totally honest with yourself. If this was not named Gender Bender and the person transformed into people who always looked different, would you feel the same way? Yeah, I think that's a Do stretch you, for somebody to say that. That's, that's a great way to put it. It's a great, because what if, what if it's this girl and then in the next scene she transforms into a guy and then in the next scene she transforms into a different looking girl and then a different looking girl and then a different looking guy and they well, called it Shape Changer. Right, because, which, which, is, which is much more, what you're saying is, you're identifying the heart of the heart of what's going on here. Right. Because I saw like, I read some of those dumb articles, like one of them and look, I'm not trying to be a dick and insensitive, but one of them was like, Oh, uh, his, the way he responds to the person transforming him in front of him is, is, it shows a hatred towards this idea of something that can change gender. I'm like, fuck you. That's total bullshit. How about somebody transforms their body in front of you that you just fucked? If it transformed into a different woman, you'd respond the same way. You'd be like, what the fuck? You'd freak out. It's not because it was a different gender. That's such a lie. And anyone who says it's full of shit, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so much for being fucking open and wanting to have a conversation. But you know what I mean? Name it Shape Changer and have them not just change, not just swap gender, but swap appearance in the gender. I don't think people are going to fucking get mad about it. But it's called Gender Bender, which is kind of a pejorative now, right? That's a yeah. problem. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem because it it's become a problem. But like, and that's that's what I always, and it, it doesn't suit the narrative of our, of our time to say like, well, you have to look at it from the perspective of when it was written. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, and look mm-hmm. at the, look at the heart of the issue and look at like what is behind what they're like conveying and. You fucking nailed it. Like I don't think it's a. It's not about that. It's about I don't think this, Chris Carter's veiling his own phobias about transgendered people. No, I think it's about uh, these kindred, which are essentially what I think we're led to believe by the end, some sort of alien, which essentially does not have a, you know, a sexual identity like we do as humans. Correct. Just experiencing things. And then one of them getting caught up in quote unquote, our world and get getting caught up and experiencing it from, you know, the perspectives that we have, and then you know going rogue. I think the weird, th- the thing that's harder to r- make sense of is like why they were the killing, right? Yeah, absolutely, that's I agree the with that. one thing in the narrative that doesn't really make sense. But I think that was kind of like a well, you have to. M- you have to make it a case that attracts attention, right? Sure. Yep. Like if yep. it's just I people agree. fucking people, like it's not going to end up on the X Files, right? You need you need bodies. You need so, bodies. So that's how they get bodies. That's how they get bodies. I like the idea of like the pheromones and you know that that's very vampiric to me. This whole idea of I mean you're in its presence and you know it can it can look like it got hit in the face with a fucking shovel. 
but it still has this effect on skull. You know, it's fascinating. That's and, and dangerous. That's a that's a very dangerous power to to be held over somebody because it's there's no it's it's like a cult. How do you prosecute somebody who willingly enters a cult? You can't. How do you rescue them? How do you force them out legally? You can't. They're there by their own volition, right? It's the same thing. How can you? How do you prosecute this guy for seducing Scully with supernatural means? You you can't. Like that's crazy. That when you think about it that way, it's not like he's wielding a weapon and you can arrest him for seducing Scully. That's not illegal, right? Right. It's not like yeah. he's fucking putting things in her pudding pops. <laughs> right. I, you know what I mean? I mean the, the way it plays out from like a modern eye is like it looks like she's been roofied. Absolutely. But it's not. Right. It's this weird. Seen that before? Have you? <laughs> yeah, it looks I mean, very like, familiar to me. <laughs> that, that glazed over, complacent, like, but <laughs> compliant look on her face? I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'm not going to lie to you, my friend. Um, yes, sir. This was a, about uh, a thousand times more serious than I thought we were going to start this episode. With. How about that? But I fucking love it. Yeah, man. You, you have already changed my perspective on this episode <laughs> That's entirely. Hilarious. Entirely. It's because I got you with the pheromones, bitch. You You're just, getting that glazed look over in your eyes. Oh, I just want to suck on your little chin. Like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Awesome. Well. But, dude, like, everything you said is, like, oh, man. Like, I, I kind of had some of those thoughts in my mind. I just hadn't put them into the Jumbled perspective. Jumbled them out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. It's really cool. Yeah, man. And look, as a disclaimer, I understand that the transgendered movement is not being met with open arms, and that sucks. And obviously, I I don't want my entertainment to make their lives hell. And I can understand why somebody who is probably going through many things I could never really understand would be offended by an episode called Gender Bender. I get that. But I'm asking you to be to try to apply critical thinking and step out of it for a minute emotionally and just think about what if they named it something different and they didn't keep changing back and forth from the same people. Just ask yourself, would you be as mad about it still? And then the other thing I would say that, but that, but, and then I could probably, the counter argument would be, would be then why didn't they just call it that? I don't know. Maybe you're because, onto something. Because like, you just wouldn't assume it was a fucking, you, you just have to apply reason and like of the being, time. Yeah, just being a fucking reasonable human being. And and like at the time, like saying the word gender bender was not like a derogative or a pejorative term. You know, like just get your fucking head out of your ass and stop looking for an excuse to be offended and realize that, you know, not everything is an attack and you don't have to find like a way that sure everything offends you. Because otherwise, you know, I'll sit here and talk about why Hurt Locker is the worst thing. <laughs> In the world, to any it military your veteran, sensibility, your sensibility. That's the only movie, and you actually called me out on it. It's the only I movie I have ever used the term, and I I didn't even realize it as I said it. Offensive. I almost and spit, you, I you, almost spit beer on my microphone. You fuck. Dude, I started. <laughs> you and I were talking about it, and there were other people around. I forget the exact setting, but I was like, dude, it is. I hope I wasn't and, a douche. No, no, no. But I was just kind of like, I wasn't like, I was speaking off the cuff. We were drinking beer and I was like, dude, it is the most like dumb fucking badly written, like offensive. And you were like, yo, whoa, whoa. And I was like, all right, all right. Holster, holster. (laughs) So fucking goofy. (laughs) 
That's funny. Dude, can I, can I tell you something that I never saw, right? This is my attempt to reel it in. Can I tell you something that I never saw ever in any time I spent time in Ybor City in Tampa, Florida? Never once saw a horoscope <laughs> machine. Is that a game? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't what, know what the is fuck that? that is. I don't. I don't know. Like, isn't a horoscope just like a thing you get from the newspaper? Like your your horoscope because you yeah, horoscope. right. And, and like, there's other things. Like there there are other machines which like give you you know little video game things like palm readers. I've seen like the palm reader machines. Yes. Before. Holy shit! I forgot about those. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, the chick from Big. Right? Give me a quarter, I, I'll tell you your fortune. Exactly. I like that. Um, Wait, what's just so out of... It, t- I don't know. It's weird. Dude, I don't know. Tell me something real quick. Go. When is the last time, and do you remember, you were in a quote-unquote club? A nightclub? A nightclub. <laughs> not a social club. Not a country club. A club. The last time I was in a nightclub, unironically, let's say that. <laughs> I was probably, I went to a couple up here, probably 2000, and it was sort of tail end of rave. Techno was really big, and people had glow sticks, and people were doing E, but I wasn't. (laughs) And I was there, and I was like, this is fucking wild. And I don't remember where it was, so that probably was 2000 or 1999, so 18 years, unironically. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Damn. Dude, I went a lot, man. I went a lot. And then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I was never, I never had a a club phase because for me, like, I I had and continue to have probably a much harder bar phase than you do. Absolutely. (laughs) You did. Yep. I love bars. I love pubs. I love drinking and talking or even I even love being in a bar on my own. There are times when I go out for a drink and I'm like, I could have a beer or whiskey at home and I literally choose to go out for a drink, but I don't feel like talking to people. And if somebody sits next to me and starts talking to me, I'm annoyed. And yet I chose to go to a social setting. It's very contradictory. But the, the whole nature of a club where... It's so fucking loud you can't communicate. And part of it was like I don't ha- I never felt like I had like the game for a club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in terms of like <laughs> neither did I. Other right? than I knew I had with rhythm and was willing to dance. I just I didn't I never knew what to do in a club. I was like, this is awful. The only way I could ever deal with women was like talking to them. Like try to get them to laugh, like whatever. Yeah, that's that's normal. I couldn't like I couldn't deal with a club thing where it's like I I literally can't communicate with you so I I, I what do I just walk up and just start like just I just start stuffing my dick into your hip like that's <laughs> that's how this interaction starts <laughs> made no sense to me also I don't have pheromones well that's a problem yeah that's a big problem yeah um problem. all the talking note, all the talking happened outside the club. Yeah, that's, that's a big. That's a big plus to being a smoker, by the way. Right. I know yep. you've never been a smoker, and I have. Just a fake smoker. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I have seen you have a cloves. Cigar, you know, it's fake. But like the you smoke the, cloves, you're not really a smoker. You're just pop, it's like you're trying to be cool looking. Popping outside for a cigarette, I think, would be a great move in a club because that's your excuse to like get out there, cool down a little bit. I've done that at shows, like going to like punk shows and shit like that, where like. 
you're sweating your ass off in the mosh pit and then you're like you fucking break out and you go out for a smoke and like then you then you try to talk to somebody you couldn't talk to when you're in there. Right. But um uh side note, I got this uh little little note from BP nine thousand. All the club music in this? Mark Snow. Yeah, I had a feeling. Of course. I had a feeling. I, I couldn't really find it. So I was like, oh, this has got to be. So I didn't look too hard, but it was not recognizable. This might sound really dumb, but I, my guess was I might have recognized it if it was from that time period because there's only that kind of sound was very like industrial. And those are the clubs I went to. Like I never went to the hip hop clubs. I never went to like the, what it was always, because when, when it was popular in my day, it was like industrial shit. It was more like, you'd call them emo, but more like goth and like metal chicks, you know? Yeah. Versus like whatever. But I was like, this sounds kind of like it wants to be ministry or like, a, you know what I mean? It, it was yeah. cool. It yeah. had a cool sound to it. It, it. I mean, it kind of fit the sound of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, but this whole like <laughs> douchey guy strikes out with a girl at the, at the bar. And then, because it's all, Dude. it's all <clears throat> pantomime. Like a club is, there's no talking. Just like, and then like the horoscope machine. And then that's the kind of cool thing is like, you're in, you're in a nonverbal environment, right? Right. So the girl, the, this little, you know, whatever we want to call our, all right. Can, can I just say something about her? Let's call her the rogue. Cause then we can be gender neutral. What do you call her? The rogue, the rogue. But can we just say this curly rogue? This is curly rogue. Curly rogue. Fair. Um, did, did Crycheck call her a three? Yeah. That's a little harsh, man. A kind, she's easily a Michigan, a kind, a Michigan seven. Uh, she's a Michigan eight. You think so? He calls her she's kind bo- three. Uh, she's boxy. She's boxy. Like, I think she'd do good in the fields. Uh, dude, I'll tell you one thing. She's a deployment eight. All right. She's a deployment eight. She's, she's a, a Los Angeles she's a, four, though. She's a, yeah, she's an LA four. She's a Michigan seven. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. A deployment eight's fine. And she's in, definitely good of, like, if you wanted to do gardening, you'd definitely call her. Because I think she'd be good. I think she would be strong, strong of balance and foot. And I think she would be, be, be good <laughs> with a hoe or some sort of pushing uh, lawn device. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, she's got a tight, I mean, a close center of gravity. Correct. And a, a well-established core. She's not bending far to get at say, the heads of lettuce. No. So her she's, back will hold out for like a while. She, yeah, she's no lanky model type. Right, exactly. You're going to put her in the field, you're going to get fucking three heads of lettuce. <laughs> you, put, you, you put Michigan 7 in, you're getting a feast for weeks. Whoa, BP 9000, Louisiana Trailer Park 5? No Are you way. you mind? No way. Please. High standards on that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she... um. She, the, I like that though, that we're in this nonverbal environment so that the interaction, it can't be like flirting. So she just like, well, can't be verbally flirting. So she puts like her hand on his hand and game then on. like game on. And then it's very quick to, and I think I didn't have the subtitles on. I probably should have for this episode in particular, but I think I distinctly saw her say like something, something my place. I think I saw that too. Yeah, which I think they wanted to make it like pretty obvious. Um, We're just not total creeps. Yeah. I want to make that clear. <laughs> I think they wanted to make it obvious. <laughs> uh, 
Then uh, I will not lie. I turned on the subtitles after I was like, fuck, what did they say? And the first thing I saw was amorous moaning. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite kind of moaning. What, well, yes. And second, one of the best subtitles in X-Files through 14 Eps. Amorous moaning? Yeah. Well, why don't we keep a tally? Maybe, maybe uh, Mr. Prue can help us out. Amorous moaning is currently my favorite. It's got to be number one, right? Okay. Amorous moaning. It's got to be. We'll you see know what? what? That, that means I have to watch every episode with subtitles, which I should do anyway as a professional, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Yeah. that nobody ever called me. All right. Amorous moaning. Hey, look at me. You're a pro. <laughs> a pro. <laughs> Write that down. That's number one. What was that? What was that fucking movie? Doesn't matter. Um, um, yeah. Aaron Fallon in the chat uh, mentions she's... Uh, as we mentioned before, a lot of times X-Files reuses, which will be interesting at the end of this episode, reuses uh. um, small characters. She, uh, Perm, Perm Rogue, Perm Rogue, is in Soft Light, an, ah. a, a, a later episode. Yeah. Interesting. Permless in that episode. Got it. Uh, but, but that Amorous Moaning trans- changes right into like straight up post-coital kind of like, you rock my world. (laughs) Oh, baby, you're the best. I mean, whoa. I never say that to anybody. (laughs) Nobody's better. Want to help me garden later? (laughs) I don't know why he talks like this, but I like it. The weird, like, the weird turn back stare from the other room. Yeah, with a uh, light across the eye, like it's a fucking MTV video. Yeah. And then the the heart attack, the frothing, bloody That's bloody frothing, and then uh, Mantos. 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 Sorry, pal. You're dead. Yep. Well, that's and quite the open. That is quite the open. Well, it's so, going to lead them places. And um, Oh, yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. We saw, we do see her transform, the Mantos. That's what you're saying. Yeah, we see Mantos, and then we see the, the walkout, and... Um, Miss uh, Carmelita Valdez mentioned when we were uh, earlier in, in the chat, we were talking about gender bending. She she brought up David Bowie, and I think <sighs> they, I think they chose a man who kind of had that David Bowie look to him. No, no, in no way Wait am I saying he remotely looks close to that. But Got maybe in not many in people that, look like interdimensional wizards. No. But there is something about the look of him, the the straight hair, the very um aqu- do you call that aquiline features? Yep, maybe I like aquiline. Um and it's that quasi kind of androgynous look that David Bowie also kind of pulled off, who, mm. you know, was yes. very much considered a yes. quote unquote gender bending kind of um sex symbol. Right, you know well. And I, yeah, right. <laughs> you and know that, very well what you said, Josh. And I just wanted a giant spandex package in my face. Mm, and you a, wanted to dance ma- the magic dance, did you? <laughs> in a maze. <laughs> the cheekbones, absolutely, Carmelita. Yeah, the, that's the, he's like Elvin, the Elvin cheeks. About, yeah, el, yeah, elves are aquiline, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm that's where I learned word. the word from fucking a dungeon master's guide probably 20 years ago. <laughs> like I long every word I know from those books. <laughs> so cause of death here says local PD. Bloody frothing, <laughs> blown artery. That's <laughs> some roll in the hay. <laughs> elbow, elbow Good to the Lord. guys next to me. Yeah, 
Oh, boy. And I'd then, love to die like that, would you? You probably need to get laid more then. <laughs> For sure, you don't want to die right then. <laughs> For, and you, you said it in the intro as we were like working our way through it. The most, probably the most dated line in the episode, the what Scully says here, hard to imagine someone in this age having sex with a complete stranger. Oof. Oof. What is this, a PSA? <laughs> <laughs> the more, the more you know. <laughs> Use condoms, kids. <laughs> You're never safe from Destro, but I'll tell you one thing that will make you safe. <laughs> it's a Trojan condom. Although sometimes we think Destro should be wearing a hat. <laughs> Don't hump your babysitter, kids, without wearing one of these. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit, a little bit heavy-handed. Mm. Huge uh, amounts of hormones. You mean the chemicals animals secrete? Radar love, baby. <laughs> Radar love. Bum, bum, bum. I love it. They usually don't lead to anaphylactic shock, though. <laughs> <laughs> but way stronger than it occurs in nature, and unlike. Animal pheromones, we have human DNA here. Human DNA. Yes. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I think I read this somewhere once before, and I think it was when I was reading about Prince Caesar from the Star Wars Expanded Universe who secretes hormones. Pheromones, excuse me. Nice. Um, I think that they, it's inconclusive or a straight no that humans produce them. I think it's a straight no. That's not to say you, you smell somebody and it's not part of like, sexual intimacy and attraction, but straight pheromones I don't think occur in human beings. I believe that's correct. Although yeah. they do say that, ironically, you know, we don't think of sense as like, we never think of sense as a primary right. um, scent. So, I'm sorry. Scent I I, I as a you. primary sense. However, they say it is one of the, the, one of if not the strongest sense that is tied to memory. Easily. Which is crazy because like that is never, you know, when you think back to like a memory, right? If I said, Dean, tell me about, tell me about the time, you know, tell me about that time in Ybor City Mm -hmm. when you fucking walked into the, you know, you would, what you would normally intrinsically do is like describe it to me visually, the sound, you know, like as you like push past people, scent would be one of the last things that you would, you know, summon to me if you were painting that picture. Correct. Unless you were a incredible game master. Mm. And, but realistically, what they say is that the thing that would most cue you back to that is, is odor. Is I, I believe, I believe that I, because if you go to a place you haven't been in a long time and you smell it, you go, Whoa, it's like the floodgate of memories occur. Yep. Um, I would have told you, Josh, if I was a good game master, I would have said it smells like, imagine a half a dozen Tallahassee screamers. <laughs> <laughs> all jammed into a small boxy room combined with the scent of smoke machines. Okay. I walk back out and go to the Irish pub. <laughs> I don't care that it's a shitty corporate chain. Holy fuck. <laughs> well, indeterminate and height, weight, sex, un, uh, unarmed, but extremely attractive. Gets yeah, weirder, that, doesn't it? That's a tough APB to pin down. Hmm. What does Mulder do? He, so, <clears throat> he shows our man moving south. Yep. Uh, string up. We got four bodies. Sorry, the rogue is moving south from Boston to DC. But there's an outlier. All right, because we got four within six weeks, and there's one that's a year ago in Massachusetts in a little town called Stevenson, which is right outside a community known of, as bullshit. <laughs> uh, bullshit. 
of kindred. Mm. Interesting. By yes. the way, if the road's traveling south, it's definitely going to get diseases. <laughs> that that road heading down that way, that side of the Mississippi, that's a tough stretch to stay mm. clean. Yeah. Just a warning. Back to our service announcement. Um, yeah, the kindred. All right, and, and I actually forgot, like, Scully, part of me, I was like, oh, well, they just can't use the word Amish. And she says, like, oh, yeah, the kindred, they're kind of like the Amish. Mm-hmm. So they had to, I guess, tell us that what we already know because everything else will be like, all right, these guys are basically the Amish or they're like the goth Amish because they're even like more black, black on black. Maybe they wanted to say it as to not be smirched the Amish. You'll never watch it on their television since they don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's Nailed messed it. up. It's messed up. We, heard, we th- heard by carrier pigeon that you besmirched <laughs> our good name. I challenge you to a duel with swords, uh. but made of wood. But they don't do violence either. So ah, fuck. They just... We'll pray. Just we'll see you can pray harder. They pray for your souls, which will surely be cast into the ever-burning fires of hell. <laughs> Unless their rogue fucks you to death. <laughs> which I guess could happen. So here we are in uh, scenic Stevenson, Massachusetts. Very scenic. Clay. What's the word about the clay? Isn't that what oh, led them to him? The clay? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. That is the connection. The white, the white clay. Unique. Unique to that area. Apparently, it was in the fingernails of the attacker. That's some mm. deep pulling there, Mulder. Yeah, that's a that's a Stevie Armstrong stretch. That sure is. <laughs> yeah, but, this place uh, is nice. It's nice, um, and it, it's clear that's that nice. I like the yeah. little window they paint on this town. Right? It, yeah, it's more or less every town in America. It's Stephen small. King Town. Oh, that's great. It, it really Castle is. Castle Rock. It's, it's Castle Rock. It's so Castle Rock. With an Amish town thrown in next to it. <laughs> right. Just to <laughs> fucking creep it up a little bit. Just to creep it up a little bit more. You know, the little, the little hardware shop, the little, little convenience-y kind of shop, whatever. Uh, they got all these, these old-timey pictures on the wall, mm. the kindred. And there's kindred. a few missing frames, and Mulder asked to see them. And he pulls them out looks. in perfectly nice frames. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're getting reframed. Why? Why? They, yeah. seem, they seem fine. Well, I, it's my glasses. Yeah, dramatic effect. Yeah. And here come the kindred. Boy. Ka-clop, 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 ka-clop. On their horses, ka-clop, ka-clop. Are they towing a car? I'm kidding. A carriage. Towing a carriage. Driving their horses. To the feed store. Yeah. A, off a lot of them for a resupply mission. Well, they they travel in packs. They do. It's good in case Satan tries to corrupt any of them. They must be gay, roll. Yeah, could be. But here they are, clop, clop, clop. I mean, just and cruising I, around on their giant horses. And you, you know what is kind of neat is that Mulder is very. He is kind of like playfully patronizing about this, isn't he? Of course, right. He makes a couple jokes. He makes a joke about the feed store and just casually rolls in to try to talk to him. And, and I like that Mulder just like, he goes in and he's gone off screen and we get Scully's perspective. As I like she it. talks to brother Andrew. And can we call me, him, can we call him Jebediah? Jebediah. I just think he's a Jebediah. He, uh, he for sure should be. A What's his lot? What, what do they call him? Brother what? Brother Andrew. So he can be, so he can be Andrew Jebediah. Can we just yeah. do that? Can we wreck on it? Yep. Cause I like that him is. as a Jebediah with that hat, that cute little outfit he's wearing. Very cute. Very right. cute. 
from East Boston, Massachusetts, this guy. I saw that. He's Wait, um He's in Silence of the Lambs. What the fuck were you in Silence of the Lambs? Get he's one of, of the one of the cops. Okay. It's not I don't even think it's a speaking rule. I could be wrong about that. All right. So yeah, Jebediah. Andrew Jebediah. Yeah. Old Jebediah. Jebediah. He um their fiction is a little tie for him, but Scully wants to talk to him. But not really. She just says um something about the horse, right? Yeah. <clears throat> she she's literally just kind of trying to make small talk about the horse. Makes make small talk to, you know, have some kind of interaction with this guy. Right. Um Hi. Hey. What uh what's her name? Blah blah blah. And he's very awkward. He's very socially awkward. Um, is it boy the sen- he is the sense a, he's an odd looking man. Yeah. Yeah, I think they try to play that up a lot. In, yeah, when he, he in his IMDb shots, he looks more like a normal person. Like when he has his hair combed back and the dumb hats off. Yeah. He's not but, a but, hat guy. He shouldn't wear hats. But I think what they do want to show us and what they're trying to do is to make him not a conventionally attractive man. I agree. That's important, right? Especially with what comes to follow. It's not like, you know, fucking Garcon fucking... From Beauty and the Beast rolls up on his steed. <laughs> what a weird pull. I love it. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Awesome. Awesome. He's got guest. that soft spell spoken kind of nerd thing, you know? Like, oh, I know my mommy's watching. Mm-hmm. She kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, pulls out the, like, you want to kind of corrupt him a little bit. Yeah. Right. Throw the Bible away, you pussy. I've done three years of math club. Two years of. <laughs> We're looking for someone that we believe may have come down here. Oh. And, and he says, I'm not allowed to talk outside. And she's like, uh, sorry. And she's like, still trying to kind of break through. Like, all right, we need to interact with these people. We need to get some information. She offers her hand. Whoops. And, whoops. Now, it's at this point where when the thumb rubs, when the, when the, when the thumb rub starts, <laughs> you're like, okay. Well, this is definitely assault of sorts. Yeah. But no. No. Oof. Gets them rosy cheeks going. Wow. You might as well cue up Dreamweaver because she is. Indeed. Scully is suddenly like uh, a smitten kitten. Smitten kitten. Which is very, very weird. Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good. That's what happens here. <laughs> and I still remember because a good thing for my perspective on this episode is that it wasn't one of the freshest in my mind. So I can I can watch it and still be not unawares, but kind of fall back to my initial impressions of the episode and, you know, feel that like, oh, yeah, man, like I was surprised when when she kind of had this reaction to him. Pretty like, cool. What right? the fuck? Yeah, it's like, weird. Because nothing about him, he's awkward, he's not good looking, and that's what they try to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that it's, it is clearly something beyond that, right. why her reaction is, is thus. And yeah. it's only broken up by the rest of the kindred piling out of the feed store with, uh, with Mulder, Mulder hot yeah. on their yeah. heels, right? She's great here, the way she's like, whoa, I don't, I mean, huh. And she's clearly... It doesn't something, end because she watches him leave the whole way. But right after that, she's like, something is going on up there. 
Right. She doesn't really tell Mulder like, okay, like something weird just happened to me, like whatever, because she's obviously probably feels like a little bit weird and, and unclear about whatever like just transpired to her. But whatever happened, she knows that something just occurred to her, which is beyond her understanding. I like it. And can we speculate for a minute? Yeah. So I'm going to liken this to something I'm fond of likening things to, which is say like, let's use Vampire the Masquerade as an example. And I'll make this so if you don't know what that is, this makes sense to you. There is this ability of vampires to dominate you, which means they tell you what to do and you're compelled to do it. Even though emotionally speaking, you don't want to do it. And when it's over, you feel shitty about it. And then there's this power called presence, which is you just influence people by way of your sheer magnetism. Dude. And I think we're dealing with the second one. beat me to it. Right? I was going to ask you in my notes. It's presence. What feet? Uh, what what discipline this is. Dude, fucking great minds. I'm going to say presence because it affects her after he leaves. She's still like, whoa. Yeah. She doesn't go, what the fuck? She's like kind of still doing that, whoa. Like, yep. wow, that was, that was. Breathless. Whoever, pick, take, pick a celebrity. Wow, that really was him or her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because it, because it, it alters her interactions with him i feel like almost the whole episode yes it's it's fucking nuts man yeah i mean from from the from now until next time she sees them if you think of scully as a character that you've known through the first 13 episodes from here on out like her interactions with brother andrew aren't completely in line with what you'd expect from right from dana scully for sure Um, at one point i thought she was gonna say like hey Mulder, can you go pick up rotisserie chickens (laughs) <laughs> like just get out of here for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Gotta take care of something. And uh they're on their way there. I'm gonna see how natural they are. They're on their way there. And they get there. Kind of. Yep. But it's hard to find if I'm not mistaken. Hard to find. Uh need a four wheel drive. Instead, I guess we'll just walk. So they start wandering through the woods and then there's this creepy kind of like Dude. Uh, children of the corn kind of fucking coming out of like the woodwork all around you. Like very Vancouver-y feeling like that, that dark woods, that early X-Files seasons are so fucking great at doing. And they just all come out from around him and the lanterns. It's not raining yet. That will come later, but. And they have the lanterns because they know by the time they get back, it'll be dark. That's slick. Yeah. They've done the walk so many times. Like that's another thing I thought was kind of cool. And the other thing, this is really going to be a weird connection that I'm making up in my head. But when he crumples up the map and he kicks it, did you not think of fucking Blair Witch? Yeah, yes, I <laughs> Holy did. shit. I thought, because I, I didn't remember that part. And I was like, dude, did Blair Witch take that from this? Where he's like, fuck this map. And I'm, I kick the map down the river or whatever he says in that movie. <laughs> the Mulder just soccer kicks the map. I was like, Which That's... is such an outrageous thing to do. It's so outrageous. Like I'm lost, so I'm going to throw out my map. Yeah. Also, those trees don't occur in Massachusetts. Yeah. Those are <laughs> right. massive yeah. fucking old growth forests. Holy shit balls. Those are big. What I do love too, um, another little thing. Um, we you and I, especially up to this point, have given a lot of shit to the X Files tactically. Oh um when they ask for their weapons, mm. in my head I'm screaming, right? Me, me I'm too. screaming and screaming. But what I really loved and I was kind of surprised and I didn't remember 
is that they don't surrender their weapons. They take out their weapons. They withdraw the magazine. Mm-hmm. They give them the magazine. They each got a shot, right? Right. Which is like in and of itself, it's it's a crazy thing to even surrender your magazine. Correct. But okay, if you're if you're going on the stretch that you're you're Fox Mulder and you kind of do things way off the cuff and you're gonna like trust the community or or feel that you need the information so badly, you're not gonna give them a loaded fucking pistol. Yeah. You just take out the magazine. I did like that a lot. Right. You know, and, that, and they nice probably don't know enough to ask for the for the round in the pipe or if they even have spare mags. Yeah. It doesn't come into play, but it, it was just a nice little touch. Yeah, I like it. Good stuff. But yeah, I like this. Uh, no reason to be afraid. It says, I believe her name is Abigail. Yeah, Sister Abigail. Talk to me about Sister Abigail presiding over this dinner and how much... Uh, <laughs> On a scale of one to meet the parents, where does this dinner sit with you? Meet the parents. Mm. Easily. (laughs) It's really creepy, man. It's so I mean, if you're calling Robert De Niro's protective fucking former CIA spook, like the penultimate creepy, this is right there with it. Right? Yeah. Whoa, creep city. Creep city. With Uncle Uncle fucking Fester hawking up a lung the entire dinner? Dude, fucking brother Lunger. (laughs) Goes gets sent to bed without supper. Away with you, brother Lunger. We're trying to eat here. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, man? You've apparently already eaten. Man, he is I mean, he is rough looking. Yeah, he appears to be dying. Mm, Doesn't look good. And boy, you know, I, I take it back. I I feel like I feel like Jebediah should put the hat back on after seeing that '90s part. <laughs> it's not good. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. But this is a this is a. I like how they're just like dinner. This weird silence, and you can't take pictures. And Scully's like, "Look, we we gotta. Have, there's a murder. We gotta take picture. We like we gotta. Bad things they're, happened here. They're going through the motions." Of, of acceptance to ask them questions about this string of murders, right? right? I mean, that's the only reason they're here. They're not here to learn about their fucking culture and this community. They have questions because they think the killer is tied to this community. So they're kind right. of like, all right, like, all right, we'll play these games, but we need some information here. And like, can you help us out? Mm-hmm. And the reaction is, uh, is stark. It's, you know, it's somewhat stern from sister Abigail, but then I think it's brother Wilton is straight up like he is not down. That's he is what, not I call, down that's with Andy. I call him wrathful Andy. Wrathful Andy is not down with your world, bro. No. This He's like true. the, whatever the parents in that fucking stupid dancing movie with, uh, with old footloose. Yeah. Whatever, oh, whatever. oh yeah. Pick your one dirty dancing. You're talking whichever. Right. I, I've never seen either of them. That's shocking, but you're not missing much. Um, I didn't have I didn't have a girlfriend back when like girls like those movies. Ah, uh, lucky. Yeah, lucky late you. bloomer, late bloomer. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm just old. But um, he's gonna make atonement for his wrath, brother Wilton. Mm. Off to bed with you. You go to bed without your supper. And uh, brother uh, Lunger, Lung- <laughs> Lunger, brother Lunger, go to, on the way out. Go to go to bed without his life. Oh boy. Yep. Hey, hey, brother Lunger, skip the meal and go right to dying. <laughs> Maybe stick with a carafe of water and drink more of it. Mm. 
They're like, oh, he uh, died of a cold because medicine is the devil. Right. That's <laughs> Scully like hops out of her seat. Being all doctorly. Being all doctorly. Nope. Not your ways. Not your ways. Yeah. You will not help him. We well, will. We take care of our own. Here. We take care. And for, for fortunately, Brother Lunger breaks up a really nice meal, which is a bummer. And uh, we get an immediate respite when we hard cut to dancing cage chick. It's always a good transition. Mm. Right? It's a, man, would you like, like some, to dance? Which is such a deliberately stark transition, right? For sure. From, from this quasi-colonial kind of setting <laughs> to what at the time was like the most modern thing you can imagine. Yep. <laughs> Absol- absolutely. Like bad techno and, and cage dancing. Cage dancing. Do you want to dance? Let's dance. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, and that's brief. And we cut to a great shot. This is what I mean. Where these guys are all standing, it looks so bad, badass. They're backlit with the hats and the coats and they have the lanterns. Oh, it looks dude. fucking awesome. God damn it, Rob Bowman. Um, this shit will be, I mean, this is right up there with like any of the best like X-Files visuals of, of creepy. It's raining. They're in the woods. Yes. This circle of like these lanterns and some of them are kind of like, you know, some are in focus, some aren't. Some are this soft so glow sick. and these dark silhouettes. And all those oh. reaction shots on them, like they just hold and they're so still. Yes. That's yeah, what none I like. Of them, that's just, there's so much tension here. Like, what the fuck, man? I'd be walking yeah. out backwards. They're just weird, oh, yeah. man, you know? And then they walk away. Mulder's line, Adam's family finds religion. <laughs> it's fucking great. And they, they talk, and uh, I got to tell you, this is a bold choice. Like, they, Mulder oh, and Scully yeah. discuss it for 30 seconds, right? Like, all right, Mulder's not buying it. They're hiding something. It's a show that everything at dinner, it was it was there to distract us and take away from the questions we were asking. Uh, I'm going to go find out more. And then Scully doesn't really intercede, and then they just prance merrily back into the forest towards this community of the creepiest fucking people I've ever seen in my life. So creepy. That's a move. That's really entering the danger zone. Really, really confident. You know, Mulder says something here before they they dispatch with the skulking, where he says, I think he says something like, they didn't answer our questions and we answered theirs. That's like the penultimate uh, like result of this type of magic or pheromonal power. That's a great, great point. Right? That's a great point. He had a couple lines. One is like a kind of like a meta story. No children thing. or something. No children, right. But the, we've answered their questions and they didn't answer ours. That is such a cool, like, like when you think about enchantment. For right? sure. Like in any kind of like fantasy, sorcery, you know, when any kind of magic or any of that involved when you're, you go somewhere to get your questions answered and then like you, you leave that place and you kind of break that spell and you realize you gave the information and you didn't get any. Right. Like, and that doesn't even have to be fantasy. That's also like the, the mark of like an, great a spy. master a great spy, a master yep. manipulator, yep. you know, like it doesn't have to be here. We see it with a little bit of a fantastical element, but like that is, that is literally like the most manipulative thing you can do is to, to welcome in somebody who's there to, to learn from you 
and to send them away with no information and to have gleaned it from them. That is fucking so, so cool. Yep. Yeah. I and, love and it. I love I, it. I also like the idea of recognizing it after the fact. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Like it dawns yep. on you that that just happened. But and, this is what I mean. Like, oh, go ahead. Before I get to the, the skulking and the way they shoot them moving around and the way they shoot this whole compound, it's just, this is the Bowman shit I dig. Shooting this at night too is hard. Yeah. In, in all this location shooting, it's, it's really cool. You've made a good point about like, I mean, if you want to get technical into, you're making an episode of TV, one of 20, what do we have? Saying. 24? Yeah. 24 in season one? And like, this is not, this is not easy work. These are not easy yeah. shots. This is not an easy set. Like, you can pause these. Like, th- there's a moment where they're standing in front of a White House and they're silhouetted and you can see the clouds billowing up around it. It's like, fuck, man. That looks really good. <laughs> looks great. Yeah. It looks so good. Why isn't it a better narrative? And, and one thing we didn't mention, when Mulder mentions the, you know, those pictures I looked at from the 30s, I saw some of those faces. Oh, around yeah, the, that's right. It, and Scully's kind of dismissive, like, well, you know, probably some inbreeding, yeah. you know? Not a lot of rogue dick coming in. Not a lot of, not a lot of mix in the pot. Yeah. You know? Where these, you're, you're, these dicks are all accounted for. There's not one rogue among them, so. Yeah. Good you're drawn point. from a quarter of a quarter of a dick yeah or dick in this case um another shot of them entering the barn with the lanterns and that weird ass fucking eyes wide shut shit yeah that was very like looked awesome suddenly this goes from like uh okay these weird this weird community this and then like all right no matter what you thought before this is like full-blown creepy cult full-blown creepy cult uh, we get some terrible tactical decisions here. Does it sound like this, Josh? <laughs> I leave. Yeah, hey, real quick. Um, um, after that. H- horses whinnying in terror. In, um, in, in the... I'm out. I'm done. Goodbye. It's their problem. Is this sovereign ground? Can we treat this like a reservation? How about this for like good situations? You're, you're as creeped out as humanly possible. Your partner enters the building alone. Um, do you, A, <laughs> keep your eyeball glued to the small like knot hole like in a cartoon? Like the, the, the wood hole of, you know, from a, a knot that fell out? So it, you can, have can zero we call this, situational Can we awareness? call this Josh's tack corner? Because... <laughs> Honestly, it's it's pretty it's pretty hard in this, and I'm glad you're going there. So please continue. <laughs> so, continue with Josh's tack corner. Mul- yeah. So Mulder is going to enter the building now. You are, uh, <laughs> you know, since we are gender bending, Dean, you are Agent Scully. Sweet. Um. So you know, enjoy. I say what every that. hack dickhead says. I go home and play with myself. <laughs> oh, I touch my own boobs. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's what I do. I, I find out from real redhead. So you are uh, Agent Dana Scully. Your partner tells you he's going to enter. Okay, can I tell you what my inner monologue is? Yes. Man, he's really weird looking, but I kind of want to see that dick. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, no. No Jebediah. No Jebediah. Save Mulder. Save Mulder. Okay, I'm ready. So you need to um, protect yourself and your partner. Okay. He's going to the building. Your, your options are to enter with him. Yes. Um, securing his flanks and rear to any threat. 
Um, option B is to remain outside the structure and guard the exterior and ensure that no one enters or exits and, and that your partner at least is secure inside the building. Option C is to limit your peripheral vision and situational awareness as much as humanly possible by pressing your face into a small crack of wood <laughs> next to a whinnying horse. <laughs> Option D, you do a little sucking fuck with Jebediah. <laughs> Option D, you drop to the floor and explore your personal sexual beliefs. <laughs> a little sucking fuck when Jebediah shows up. Yeah, uh, she, what is she doing? It's like a Scooby-Doo shit. Like, let's get out of here. Right? He's like po- poking her little like, eyeball. Whoa. Right, exactly. I'm too high for this, Scoobs. Or whatever they do. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, Brother Andrew gives Scully the old um, the old Vulcan mind meld, right? Kind of like that little shoulder pinch. That's more like the Vulcan sex meld because it moves quick. What do you call it? The Vulcans when, uh, when they go through that little. Uh, Mopan far. That heat session they yeah, get into? Yeah, the one where they fucking break shit and kill people. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Pon far, son. Um, yeah, well... Uhura, well, it would Andrew, be logical if you were to fuck me right now. <laughs> Andrew is feeling the on far. And, he uh, is. He's, he's, get, he's getting in the need. He's like, follow me for some information. And by information, I mean seven inches of... Suck and chiseled. fuck? Yeah, suck and fuck. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, She's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. I love it. She's <laughs> yeah, totally right. compromised. Right. That's what's it's great. It's terrifying. It's, it's not, that's what, that's what makes the, the episode work is right. that it's not like, it's not bad decision making. It's so hard. It's so hard to like make dramatic or, or tension or horror situations work when it relies on your characters just making Bad decisions, right? A la Prometheus. Cur- cur- oh my God! Don't get me okay. started. Holy fuck. When when you do it because there is like a reason that they're compromised in some way, mm-hmm. that's when it's like, oh shit! Scully's yeah. compromised as fuck. Compromised as fuck. He leads her to she that weirdo that bedroom. Kindred- I like the way, da, da, da. Oh, dude. I love it. I love the way she kind of looks at the bed. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll make it work, dude. The best part is she goes up there. And when you really like, especially when you think back on it, he's not even, he's not even applying a, he, he's a, a not. fraction of, of the hold over her that he has. No. He literally takes her up there to share information and she'd be willing to do anything he wants at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And that's what's cool. Like he, he's like almost inadvertently wielding his power. He is. Yeah. Or, or he's wielding his power for altruistic motives or wh- however you want to kind of put it um but yeah he brings her up there to start talking about fucking brother marty yeah meanwhile Mulder's. what are you doing Mulder? lurking around in the gooey caverns of of resurrection (laughs) what the fuck are you doing down there get out of there at what point do you not say like yeah okay this isn't a regular amish community i should go how about the point where they start putting that yellow jello all over that guy's nosferatu feet <laughs> oh, the old oh, milk fat ceremony the milk on the nosferatu toes oh that is that is the remnants of like that that is everything that you don't get productive out of a butter churning okay i guess you take all those dregs and you just rub them all over brother lunger Oof. and that is that is the worst jello body shot imaginable. 
God damn, man. Those you gotta, feet are weapons. Yeah. It's Nosferatu. Like, oh, it is the silent film Nosferatu. That, that vampire, the, the classic clutching his chest, curled hand, leaning back, dying in the sunlight. That's his feet. That's his, the, definitely as his feet. He, as he stays in there and like everything in the in this like weird fucking it's also like a chamber, like classic like D D. Like you go under the tavern. You enter like a <laughs> yes. <laughs> you move eighty feet so down. So dumb. And like, wait, wait, I went eighty feet down a like a cellar, like no no no, you're in like a dungeon now. Don't worry about it. Don't it's matter. A, it's it a, makes sh- no sense. Sh- sh- like, oh. is this reinforced? Like, aren't we like Isn't you know, there a lake over sense. there? <laughs> this doesn't make sense structurally. Like mm. no no no. And then he goes in this chamber, and it looks like uh, it's just like coated, like in this, like in Ghostbusters two when they they get that fucking like jism gun and they like <sighs> hose down the inside of the Statue of Liberty. Yes, it's like that, but like whiter, like and, even more and grosser and grosser. It's so gross. It actually kind of looks like the movie Aliens, but just brighter. Mm. Like everything is kind of like, like it's rounded and organic and like weird looking. It's it's a kind of cool, creepy set for X Files. But what it isn't is a place of FBI agents should linger. Right? <laughs> he shouldn't be there alone. You lead three, four other guys on this one. Mm, yeah. God, I hate this stuff with this dead brother Lunger guy. Oh, and he's like. He's pushing on that weird, like, membrane. Yeah. Like, he's looking for Newt. (laughs) Right? She's in here somewhere. Kill me. I'm not leaving without her, Hicks. Kill (laughs) me. Give me the incinerator. (laughs) You need a pony here with the incinerator. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Just torch him out, man. Oh, it's bad. Nerve gas the whole fucking nest. Yeah. Take off Nuke the whole thing from Morbid. Yeah. But cool set. Cool it's set. It's creepy. And like what's the whole gist of what what uh brother brother Andrew Jebediah is is spit to how, how does he kill? We're not sure. They have a heart attack. <laughs> I want to show you something. Something about Marty. And he bars the door. Yeah. And then he breaks out these scandalous normal magazines. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the cover of men's health. I think he liked the rippling abdominal muscles, Squire and other shit like that. Squire, Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. He read them for the articles, he said, but I think he was touching himself. <laughs> yeah. All about your world, right? He liked even the paper printed on slick. Slick. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, because that is like a, like a... Like a tactile thing that you wouldn't experience in their, land, in their world. Right, right. Well, you think that's something. When do you see this? Zip. Yeah, what, what pushes him into uh, like Cosby land here? Like, what, why does he take the plunge? Is it just like a um, like un, unrestrainable urge? Like, why Why does this go from him? That's what I, I kind of like missed. I was like, all right, why does it go from like him? <clears throat> because, because I think try- he's being seduced by the idea of what Marty wanted to experience. Because I believe he says something along the lines of your world, like when he says your world offers pleasures, I I feel like the guy's playing it to like, wow, 
I can understand it being in the presence of this woman, why he would feel this way. Right. And that, that's why that, that makes sense a lot actually, because that's why he's the only one that is willing to give her this information because he is probably feels himself not quite in the grips of like the common, the, the communal understanding of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So he had a little bit more understanding of Marty, not sure. as far as Marty did, but he, he was kind of this bridge. And then suddenly, like as he's going through the motions of explaining it and he's in the presence of this to what Marty would think is this object of desire, mm-hmm. right? Scully. Yeah. The warm up is the magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Hey, Scully, let's do the real thing. Yeah. That's happening, right? That's. I want to see a. You want to see a duvet get slick? I think that's what yeah. he's doing. I like it. I think that's. I think he's just kind of getting overwhelmed with the recounting of the tale. Um, we get it. We and that's coming up here. But remember, we see what's his name actually transforming into a female. And waking uh, up, right? New hair. Brother Lunger is is transitioning, as as we would say in our sure in in the parlance of our times. Yes, in the parlance of our times. <laughs> in fact, the word bothers some men. Vagina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder, by the way, gets out of. I, I think he's in the second level of Wonder Mountain. I think you're right. right. Yeah. He's deep, deep below water deep. He's been questing for days. <laughs> he's and, close to the <laughs> dangerously close to the Underdark. Like snap of other fingers, and he's like up in Brother fucking Jebediah's room. Before he gets to Brother Jebediah's room, there is another point of dialogue that I think pushes him over the edge of seducing Scully because I think intrinsically he might know it's going to kill her. And it's when she starts to ask about the ritual, which at this point, this guy must know the jig is up, right? I mean, yeah. if a federal agent is asking you about your rituals, you know about the rituals, you know you're not a person, you're an alien, apparently. Yep. And then okay. he just, right after she says that, he reaches for her hand and he starts doing the thumb rub. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess if we're going to have to get rid of you, I might as well. Find out what Marty was raving about. Might as well get in on this fucking Esquire yeah. article. Yeah. 12 and ways there, to please your woman. It's just <laughs> mind-blowing sex. I read in Cosmo. Six-packs ab and screaming female orgasms. <laughs> yeah, every day, bro. It's my life. But, um, <laughs> It says, you know, he's smart. He's different. He's, he's, he's now putting his mitts on her. And she's just like, fucked, man, because she's under the spell. And she's yeah. just like, all right. And he kisses her, and she just kind of is like, okay. Like, he goes yeah. for the neck. and You know, they like, did kind of cop out on it. They don't, they don't even let him kiss her. And I think it's kind of like a, kind of a cop out on the yeah. episode. Yeah. I will say, like, because they don't, I think they don't want Scully they they want to avoid that level of like sexual assault, mm. which I I get. Like I I don't want to see Scully get fucking sexually assaulted. Right, like right. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like she's clearly on a spell, and he like moves in, but he just has to do this. Like I'm gonna like like brush my lips against the side of your neck. I just want to. I just want to huff that hairline. <laughs> yeah, whatever, <sighs> whatever. Doesn't matter. It's it's, it's TVPG. And, and Mulder's um, like, get off her. He's like the Flash, like you said. You damn dirty apes! <laughs> and um, she's got the she's got the hair like I just did some fucking, but didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> they run outside. I like how Mulder's just like get off of him, and I mean it's very progressive of Mulder to just not slug his face off and assume it was not like consensual. Like 
Mulder didn't punch him, or he's just like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he clearly he has to be aware. Like Scully's not just up here, like looking to like get some dick, right? While he's like, you know, riding that Wisconsin like, Five, right? Like he he knows like there's more to it, but he also like realizes the situation. Like this is not the time and place to like do some bullshit alpha male stuff. Like of course. we gotta get the fuck out of here. And, and, and he relented house, immediately, right? Right. Jebediah was like, all right, I'm, all right, it's fine. It wasn't like yep. there was any resistance, which would have led to some sort of conflict physical. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why, I mean, Mulder, the only reason he's up here is he did hear something in the tunnels. We skipped over that. But when they, right. when they walk out of the house, boom, and there's that circle Love of the kindred. Fucking dude. <sighs> did they, do they block this and do rehearsals? They had to. Right? They had to. They're like, here's what we'll do anytime a stranger's in our midst. <laughs> Well, I want especially, the tall boys on the end. <laughs> especially how they like, they make like a synchronized swimming move and like the path opens, like like two lengths of them, like open a path between them, which looks cool as fuck. It looks awesome. And then Mo- Scully just is all fucked up. What she happened fucking, to you? I don't know. She barfs because she thinks about yeah. you. Yeah, she barfs up that fucking pudding pop. Mm. Yeah, good thing too. Yeah. You don't know what was in that meal, eh? that that homegrown El Natural meal. Right back to the club. Cry chicks like, I'm going to get my fuck on. Dude, completely. I don't know how. Terrible. Terrible X-Files fan <laughs> on the X-Files podcast. Um, dude, how did I forget? That Nicholas Lay's first appearance in the X Files is not as Alex Krychek, mm. and and how weird of a decision to take like a I mean we've talked about it before and again in this episode how like yeah they reuse a lot of like you know side characters a few times but high profile to, man to take a high profile side character who gets multiple speaking lines we see him a lot who ends up being like a major side character in the series fucking. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, dude. He's deep cover. Deep cover. I guess um, he thinks she's a, a solid three. What the fuck, man? Yeah. This whole thing, like, it, we see... This is the problem you know, with the episode. They're like, how do we end it? <laughs> that is... There's there's the narrative problems. Correct. The episode, Correct. Right? So Frizzy Rowe goes after... Cry check. He's not interested, and then, and then we get the thumb rub, and he's fucking D- <laughs> DTV. That's the move. Immediately, that's the move. Um, and then uh, there's this weird, like, well, I guess not immediately, right? The 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 actual. Well, I guess it is right here, right? As soon as like right into that is the, she's kind of transforming in front of his eyes. Yeah, we or we no, get the no, stuff no, no, with no. Scully and Mulder, right? Scully yep. and Mulder, yep. Um, talking about, it was like he's going through a transformation, changing sexes. Whoa, that would explain the hotel security video. So you're saying these people, I believe she says, I know what I saw, Scully, and I saw you about to do the wild thing. 90s as fuck. Tone lock reference. <laughs> <laughs> wild thing. She's making plans for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking voice. Oh. Makes me want to watch Ace Ventura. And I could see she was about to do a little funky comedy. D. 
Ventura. <laughs> dude, hell yeah, Ace Ventura. I forgot he's in that. Oh, dude, he crushes if it. If Einhorn comes down here and sees me talking to you, oh, your ass. <laughs> I love it. And, and they try to make what's her name ugly, but she's a smoke show. Einhorn. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking. Spe- speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of aggression against transgenders or whatever. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I know it was a man. Speaking of aggression, uh, how about this cop's mustache? Boy, <sighs> yeah. that's a that's a he's got a real tablet on him. He's he's putting down with the shame. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a deeper. It's it's not a more robust mustache than Talbot. It just reaches further. Right. It it's you know reach I mean? may extend its grasp. Yeah. <laughs> um. But she steps out of the car. Are you a pro? And she just fucking <laughs> drops him. Yep. And then Crycheck looks up and she, uh, she does a smart move here. She transforms into the stronger and more more powerful of the sexes, a man to beat up the police sh- officer. <laughs> the the shitty Bowie. <laughs> she transforms into douche. shitty Bowie. Yeah, like shitty it. Bowie. Yeah. Let's fight. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And then Mulder and Scully questioning Crycheck here. Not Crycheck, Crycheck. Right. And uh, they, Mulder has to kind of coax it out of him. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. he's... Is he embarrassed by the fact that he was banging this chick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... I mean, you, you, you weren't fucking a sow, bro. Well, touch I was electric. He, I think he feels weird about the fact that after they is were... She, okay. <laughs> getting after it. She turned into a she, man? Yeah. Which, you know what... I don't care. 2018 or any time. Like if you're, if you're engaging in a sexual activity with the sexual identity of the person you're attracted to, and then suddenly they're a different one, that's jarring for anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't care what fucking decade or how progressive you are, dude. That's always who says it's going to be jarring. Do you know who says it best? Bill fucking Burr. Oh. <laughs> he goes. He goes. You're telling me when my friend Marty becomes Mary, I can't react? He's like, if I see a friend I haven't seen in fucking two weeks and his beard's gone, I react. It's so fucking true. Like, dude, not, if you see a guy like who shaved their beard totally off, you're like, whoa, this is dude, different, I, right? I don't, I don't want to go down to a fucking rabbit hole in this, but I will tell you a real story. Complete fucking tangent. We're about to get in. You can edit this out if you want. But, <laughs> dude, like last year, right? I, I, um, I'm out at a uh, local bar. Buddy of mine, um, Dante, mutual friend. Yep. And some friends of his come in. This dude and his brother, who I've met before, um, probably seen him like the year before. Uh, I get introduced to the brother now who is in a more feminine outfit, but is not like a hundred percent, like clearly a woman. Like I, you know, it wasn't like a skirt boobs. Like it was like, well, okay. How about this? Say male and female. That might keep you out of, in, in a more. <clears throat> new, okay. Right. Like there's, I was cause, cause listen, there's, you can, if we take gender out of the equation and just say the sexual dimorphism between a male and a female of any species is clear. So yeah, that's clear, Regardless, right? Regardless of I what this, you identify as. I met this person as as this guy's brother, and then a year later, I, I saw him, and I was like, oh, I, I I think we've met before. And she was like, oh, no, no, I don't think so. And introduced me to his different name. And then later in the night, 
they left, and I was like, I was like, was that, you know, blah blah blah, and they were like, yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy, like. I mean, I bet before and it was whatever. And I got fucking, everybody jumped down my fucking throat. Just for like noticing, like, huh? Goddamn monster. And I was like, what? I, I'd met them before. And she didn't, it, like, she pretended that we hadn't met. And I was like, i not assaulting. And I'm just like, oh, it's, can I not remark that it's, it's like a it's surprise. A, it's a surprise. When you meet somebody and then they're the different gender the next time you meet them. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just... An adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, I, I saw my friend one day. He fucking dyed his hair black. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What? Dude, if I, if I saw you tomorrow and you had like fucking bleach blonde hair, I'd be like, oh, dude. Hey. Whoa. Going for hey. something new? What's happening? <laughs> but but like if a, if a guy suddenly becomes a girl, I can't be like, oh, so that's different now. No. Can't say it. There's nothing wrong with noticing. I, it's <sighs> It's... it's it's, you know, that's just the way, that's how we're going to react. That we, we, if you look at the way we identify people by visual, by memory, by, whoa, you look different. If, if I saw you and, you're, and you had an eye patch on, I'd be like, whoa, that's different. What's yeah. going on? Let's get past this. This is all bad ground. Yeah, whatever. But um, I, I think if people listen to this and they, I, I don't think they, I, I hope it's clear that we're not making judgments we're just saying that you're going to react to things that are different we're creatures of habit we get used to routine and when the routine is upset especially in the way somebody appears to us then we're going to react to it it doesn't mean we're going to it and once that wears off which is not unreasonable you then treat them like you would any other day but yeah like if i saw you and you had a hitler mustache i'd be like whoa dude that's kind of weird, but I, I guess you're going to try to bring it back or cool, but you're still my friend. All right. Hey dude, it's a Chaplin mustache. Okay. It's a Chaplin mustache. Ah, <laughs> Yes, baby. I want you to wear that fucking bowler hat though. I'm, I'm not going to fucking bring it back. That's fine. You got to right? wear the hat though. Call it the Charlie. All right. Thank you. Sorry, man. Um, and, and this brings us back to me getting out of this conversation and brings us back to probably the, the weakest, as we've said, part of the episode is the, the the narrative, but also the like the antagonist. Why are they killing people? Thing mm. and, and how they wrap it all up. Like it doesn't doesn't jive. It doesn't really jive. Like the whole thing about the brother Marty because like, they're getting... monstrous transgenders. <laughs> Duh. Oh, that's it. No, it's because they're fucking weird. Probably aliens. the gays killing people with their AIDS. Yep, that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's because they're fucking weird aliens and it's not a great narrative. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so like the end is like this this Mulder and Scully raid on this apartment. They've traced it back. There's a credit card, tie, whatever. Um, oh, right. The, right, there's this kind of monologuing bit. and Yeah, that's the stuff that I think we've talked about clearly. That's why I brought it up because I figured we'd run out of steam by the end, which is all that stuff about wanting to experience it, right? We talked about that at yeah. length at the beginning of the episode. I don't think we need to go over it again. But Yeah, and, and this Josh's whole... Josh's tap whole th- corner again? Because, boy. <laughs> boy, it's real bad. This is terrible. You're going on a raid. You have tactical assets. Why? Why? I like how they're you? screaming for backup as they charge into the dangerous situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. You call shittily, it ahead of time. Shittily pointing your guns at the ceiling. Oof. Oh, boy. And getting clubbed. Multiple times. 
she has to have CTE from this episode alone. She gets <laughs> everybody head struck multiple every, times. Everybody gets. Oh yeah, Mulder gets head struck too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Get your it's shit movie, together. Movie unconsciousness everywhere. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, just to just to transition, like what character we're looking at? That like the easiest way? Ah, yeah, have the bad guy knock him out. You know. Yeah. Just uh, give him a little bang, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> I wish I was big just once, Frankie. Yeah. They get beat up. The, the baggy briefs uh, are, are the loose tidy whities That is a bad look. <laughs> it is <laughs> not. That is, that is pheromone overcoming unattractiveness, I would say. Indeed. Like that is so unsexy that it will undo every, every drop of pheromones and Cosby pops that you have implanted into your victims. It's not working for anybody. I just associate them with children. That's what I wore yeah. as a child. That, like, yeah. under ruse, right? Like, <laughs> Superman's on my dick. Isn't that cute? Not really. But, <laughs> no, but it was weird. Batman's on my ass. It's super weird. Definitely weird, but that's what you wore as a child. And then you're like, oh, that's children's clothes. And now you're wearing them as an adult and being sexy? No. Stop it. And let's wrap it up real quick. Nothing makes sense. Brother Andrew, a couple of Jebediah. Nice, couple of nice shots, though. Don't, don't kill him. Mulder running in, top down of him opening the barn doors. Ah, it just looks good. Oh, oh, the, the very final. Yeah, yeah. That, the the oh, very I'm I'm sorry. final I'm sorry. is great. Like, the, they've evaded us. They've gotten outside of our ring. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how, whatever, doesn't matter. But the, the last shots of the episode are straight up, like, like film cinematic. Sweet, dude. Like fucking great, as you've already mentioned. That weird, like, interval. It just yeah. it makes your ear get angry. I like it. It's not melodic at all. It's like discord. It, it, you're like, ugh, stop it. Don't yeah, do that with a piano <laughs> or, or a horn. <laughs> That discord music. There's, there's no, there's no final monologue. There's nothing like the the barn doors swinging open to or the cellar doors, and it's cement. Awesome. And then them, there's something in the fields, and they run out, and it's like the trace of a crop circle. But they don't like overdo it. Mm. It's just like a taste of it, yep. and then it's, and then it's gone, and that's end of the episode. Yep. That's fucking. That's hot shit. It's that's hot why. Shit. That's why Rob Bowman was. The director of the first X Files movie, yeah, you know, yeah, like this is a guy with a with an eye for that kind of you know cinematography. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I like man. it. <sighs> well, that was fun. Gender bender. Yeah, fucking a man. Went through some went through some turf. You got a got any listener comments on this one? Um, I don't have any listener comments on them. I I, I actually do, but I want you to go first because I have a kind of a different one. Okay. Um. I, uh, <laughs> they're all, they're all just fucking funny. I'm going to give BC, uh, nice to see Fox and Scully play around of the crying game real quick. <laughs> what do you call a kindred guy with his hands up a horse's ass? A mechanic. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, waka waka. Waka waka. He also said, uh, if thou could fornicate thyself, yea, I would copulate myself verily. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's really good. All right. I have a very special listener comment this week, Josh. Ooh. I don't think you're going to be ready for it, but we're going to do it anyway. So 
Everyone listening to this, I want you to prepare yourself as I violate, as I violate intellectual property and copyright laws with a song. And then when this song is going, I'm going to explain to you what's happening, Josh. So it better it better be tone lock. Go ahead. St- <laughs> steal yourselves. You got the touch, Josh. You got the power. <laughs> Stan Bush says, you got the touch, you got the power. This is Transformers. Yeah. So we're going to let that play and violate all copyright laws. And I'm going to tell you right now that a bounty was organized on your behalf (gasps) for your birthday. Get the fuck out. Yes. Get out. No, I will not get out. It was organized by Ben Prue. And a lot of people contributed to this. Um, ben, K, Ridley Hall, Aaron Fallon, Stephen Self, Jesse Privet, Brian Campbell, TK421, William Alvarez, Alan Pools, Miggs, Maria, Damaris, John Barrymore. Um, and yeah, shit. there you go. Dude, Happy really? birthday. Yeah, man. Ah! Thanks for all your hard work with the X-Files. They wanted to make that clear. And um, apparently we made Ben Prue's year when we told him we were going to cover the whole series. Oh, dude. Holy shit. Thank you. Yep. Holy fuck, man. Everybody that did that, I <laughs> love that movie. I've been wanting to talk about it forever. I've been begging it for it to be on every single poll. <laughs> well, you don't, and, you don't uh, have to worry about that anymore. Hey, uh, I'll ask you this live. Go. Uh, can you change the date of one of your recordings? Because I have four tickets to see Transformers, the original oh movie. Oh, my God. At Providence Place Mall. On uh, in September, on a, it's on a Thursday night though. I got four tickets. I saw Jason Tick posted about it on the webpage. Oh, so one day, and I had no fucking idea what we were doing for the podcast. But I got four fucking tickets to see it just because I wanted to see it, and I haven't asked anybody to watch it yet. Yeah, I'll go. Uh you want to do it? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah! Holy shit, man! That's cool. Well, fucking huh? a. It's going to be a bit because we're you know we we got to be careful the way we slate and move things. Yeah, for yeah others, of course, but, of course. But it's going to happen, and obviously you'll be on it. That's kind of a no brainer. Um, oh, and I man. have a and I have a piece of um, bookkeeping question to ask you, which is actually has nothing to do with this podcast, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, on the 27th, which is a Monday, we were going to do Star Trek Four as a bonus episode. Can you do it the Tuesday? I know you normally play D and D, but I don't know if maybe I don't know if you're on a rotation or if you're on a week on week off. If not, we, we can rearrange. We can usually move some shit around. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me know. We have time. It just Matt's unavailable that day, and I'd like it to be a three way. Um. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Just let me know. We don't. We won't commit to it now. But I want you on that, and we and we should probably look at doing it at the end of the month, just so we can get it done. I like it. Cool. Uh, after the pod, dude, shoot me the list of the names that that set the shit up, so I can. Uh, oh, I got them right here. I can forward them to you right now. Properly thank them. Yep. No problem. Um. Motherfuckers. Yeah, man. The high priestesses do not listen to the X Files um, show. So ninety percent was funded by X Files listeners. Just wanted to, that's something that was pro math. In <laughs> in um, he asked me to let them know after we announce it, so um, just so they knew about it. So if you're going to thank fucking them, awesome, yeah. If you're going to thank them anyway, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'm sending it. Um, I I just put it in the. Um, I just popped it in the um, in the chat, in the right. in the Mixler chat. I'll grab it off there. All right, cool. Motherfuckers. I think he listed Migs twice, but boom, there you go. There are your names. 
Why does it say content not valid? Yeah, I didn't see that come up. Hmm. It's not letting me. Come up. Isn't that weird? That's mm. weird. I'll, I'll, I'll forward it to you in an email. All right. Oh, Jesus, I'm rattled. Yeah, Are we still fucking recording? Yeah, we're still going. People are still no, listening. No. I haven't even ended the episode. But, so why don't we end the episode properly? Josh, you, I think my yes, final so. thoughts are pretty clear at this point. I think, I think if you could readjust this narrative, you'd have a really good episode. I think there's a lot going on cinematically, technically, that I liked. I like the idea of this creepy, isolated group. That stuff is fascinating to me. Um, I don't want to be completely and utterly insensitive to the idea of a fear of transgender stuff, but I would like to hope because I'm fairly hopeful for people that it wasn't written with that intent in mind in that if it was a little bit different and maybe it was uh, shape changers, we would have thought about it differently. But the fact that they focus on the sex of the changing of the sex, meaning something significant, it probably would set people off. And I can understand that, which is unfortunate. Um, but I liked it. If, if I'm saying didn't like, li- didn't hate it, didn't like, like love, I'm going to say I liked it. And I almost love it because I just have a weird, fun memory of it. But going back over it with a more technical eye, for lack of better terms, I don't know if I'm prepared to give it love. So I'm going to say liked. Um, I'm going to go with the same. I liked it. Um, I will say right off the bat, though, man, like, of any episode we've covered, <clears throat> you have changed my perspective of this one the most. Interesting. <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, you, you cover a hell of a lot of, of content and especially movies and a hell of a lot more than I do. And you've, you've, I'm sure, developed an eye for things that I just don't think of as readily. And the way you kind of opened up with your, your outlook on this was really, you know, it just, as soon as you said it, I'm like, fuck, yeah, of course. Like, I, I felt like there were some different things about how this was shot, and um, it was very uh, very enlightening to me, to be honest. And, cool. I, and I feel like, it, you know, in general, like, I'm kind of often the one that maybe has seen the episode more often than you. I'm a little bit more of an X-Files nerd. Absolutely. I, d- I definitely um, think that I you're knowing things, generally speaking, more on, just on account of the volume in which you've seen it. Um, and, in and, and I, truth be told, I haven't even seen every episode. So, yeah, well, I still haven't finished season nine. It's fucking tough, but, um, but yeah, man, it was really cool to, he- to hear your outlook on that. And it makes so much sense with like, okay, yeah, fucking Rob Bowman and how big he became in this and like why I, I felt so different watching it. Um, and it's very cool coming off the heels of fire where you have kind of the opposite thing of, of how much, li- how much less we see about the, you know, quote unquote antagonist or the quote unquote monster of the week's perspective. Um, so much of that more is in the, in the background, um, versus, versus fire and, um, cinematically being so different. It's very cool. And yeah, I mean, as far as the whole transgender thing, dude, like I I just, at the end of the day, think about intent and sure, you know, whether it's part of the time or if it's just done tactfully or not just intent, like this is supposed to be like a, you know, a hateful fucking thing. No, then whatever, deal with it. But yeah, I like it. It's a great app. Uh, no, it's a good app. It's a good app, and there's some great aspects to it. I would say. Um, and there's another one coming up next week. Well, two weeks. Lazarus. Lazarus. 
Lazarus, which we're going to be covering next. I don't remember a- that at all, except isn't it Scully's boyfriend? X, yeah. Oh, dude. This isn't, this is a Scully X one. Mm-hmm. Is it, um, it, do you want to give me a teaser? Do you remember it fondly? I, mm, I wouldn't say I remember right. it super <laughs> cool. fondly. I just want to know what I'm going into. There's, there's two things I remember with this episode that I like a lot. And we can talk about them next time around. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for, um, thanks very much for listening. Thanks for the participation. Thanks again to the people who decided to bounty a film for Josh for his birthday. Um, that was very awesome of you guys. Obviously, without Josh, and I think they've been made, I think they know that this is this, the distinct truth. Without Josh, there is no X-Files podcast. It goes away. So, uh, it's. I'm not saying you owe him one, but I'm saying that's really cool that you recognized what he means to the X Files podcast because it doesn't exist without him, and 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 it's awesome. I love doing it, and we know you guys love hearing it, and um, and uh, you deserve, it, man. I'm glad they took care of you, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking Lazarus next week. Why don't you tell these good people goodbye? Goodbye, good people, and thank you so much for anybody that was part of that, and. Uh... Head on out and, uh, hey, go do your little, uh... A little suck and fuck? Wild, <laughs> do your wild thing. <laughs> whatever you want to do with it.